Welcome to the second Amazing Race Canada recap episode of the URT Number Podcast. My name is Michael Harvestone, and joining me as always is the guy who knows more about James Duckley than any racer who's ever met him, at least according to Twitter, Logan Saunders. Evening. And our terrible BMO placement who only looks out for you sometimes, Eamon J. Jowison. What's up? Uh, you can tweet us using the hashtag Yattencast or email us at yattencast at gmail.com. As always, well, that was a better episode, wasn't it? I, I really like this episode because it's so much intense compared to the last week's one. Yeah, they actually tried this week. Yeah, and they have language barrier as well. I've never thought uh, Sabrina could speak Spanish. Yeah, we knew that from the preview that both of them could speak four languages. So previously, 12 teams set off in a race around Canada and the world. In Toronto, meeting James Duthie had one team member tongue-tied, which left Susan and Shanjeet and Max and Elias behind at TSN. A wet roadblock saw the other team members take the plunge and in Cynthia's case, some bruises. Gino and Jesse uh, won the leg. And Max and Elias fell short and were eliminated. I love how the season premiere got me in trouble with James Duffy of TSN. On Twitter, no less. I said to Michelle a couple of days ago that your semi-feud with James Duffy is like a gift from heaven when it comes to writing an intro about you. Yes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, for those of you who do not know what happened, um, I've been making a lot of jokes at James Duffy's expense over the past couple weeks. Pretty much ever since the end of second season, I've said he's a uh, just an att- attention seeker, and uh, I was just joking about this with Ginger from season two on Twitter uh, last week, and then Ginger tweeted James Duffy saying, "Hey, what's wrong? What's what's wrong with him, Logan?" And then James Duffy just decided to tear into me because he doesn't understand my sense of humor at all. So now James Duffy apparently just absolutely hates me on the internet for no apparent reason. And, you know, I really hope you get cast on talk, because then we can have an awkward uh, Peter and Zach-style I-forgive-you moment. <laughs> yeah, sponsored by Mentos. Mentos forgiveness moment with on the mid-season reunion show of Season 5 Amazing Race Canada the next time that uh, James Duffy hosts it. Never know, it might be the harpies from the social again. We can hope. And what annoyed me was John Montgomery this week. Normally, he's, like, the most amazing guy ever. But he once again pulled out the old quote saying that this is the most amazing race that this country has ever seen. Um, I don't know if I would go so far as to say that as of yet. I mean, Chile's impressive, but is it the best race that I've seen? Probably not yet. So, teams must now fly to Santiago in Chile and find the Geo Adventure Park to find their next clue. And did you notice what money they had? They have $275 American for this leg of the race. Did they actually say uh, in the US dollars? And Gino doesn't even know where Chile is. That's what you get if you train so much, your brain probably mess up somehow. <laughs> yeah, isn't he the one with the geography degree as well? He is the one with the geography degree, yes. So anything that we said about them having too much of an advantage with his uh, geography background, I think, may have just gone out the window. No, anything you said, I said that they would be awful. Well, they still are the Volta Mussolini's of this season, but... I am very happy to report that they have dropped in average placement to sixth in the season now. Did you notice the typo error with on screen during the episode when they introduced Santiago? I guess on that Google Earth map or whatever the heck they use for when they show teams flying from one location to another, somebody mm-hmm. freeze frame framed it, and I guess it said Santiago. 
So there's an extra G in there. Somebody in production threw in an extra G into Santiago. Santiago. Yes, Santiago, Chile. And also, did you notice the absolutely subtle product placement for BMO in this episode? Yeah, it was very subtle. I didn't even notice it. With the phrase, BMO is looking out for you, so here's $275. American! BMO's got your back. <laughs> and so does Nick, according to Cynthia. And the first thing that Susan and Shanjit said is that there's no way they'll come last on this leg. Yeah. They're alpha females. That's when I knew that they were going to get eliminated as soon as I heard them say, there's no way we can come last again. Oh, girls. So once they get to the Geo Adventurer Park, uh, they find out that it is a roadblock, which is who wants a better view. And this roadblock, one team member must tandem paraglide over Santiago to receive the next clue. And we see language barriers galore. This is why the amazing race needs to leave Candace, because people have to actually race, and people like Gino and Jesse aren't just going to finish first place in every single leg. But Logan, it's the Amazing Race Canada, not the Amazing Race Chile. Fact. So it's uh, Matt, Leilani, Nick, Brian, Michaela, Gino, Kristen, Susan, Simi, Sean, and Amanda doing this roadblock. Sounds like 19 kids and counting when you list people that are doing the roadblock... uh early on in the race, because there's still so many dang teams left. Too soon, Logan. What? Mm-hmm. Too too soon for a Duggar joke? And uh, Leilani's is apparently not good with heights. And for, for the first of two appearances in this leg, we get a selfie stick. It's like a major race 26 all over again. Once teams get back to, back to Terra Firma, they find they must head to the San Miguel district and find a memorial to find their next clue. Caution, more selfies ahead. There wasn't really a whole lot to say about that roadblock, eh? Like, the only thing that they try to do is fake us out that, well, Lonnie wouldn't do it, but it was the shortest, will this person do it or will this person not do it, uh, clip that we've ever seen for a heights-related task. It's like they, they did, they, it was like a half-hearted attempt to, uh, try and trick us, but it didn't happen at all. But I do find it hilarious that, well, Lonnie, somebody who needs inhalers for asthma, just has trouble with water and trouble with heights, which happen to be two locations where people lack oxygen. So it all makes sense. I'm also very disappointed we didn't get to see uh, Sabrina attempt that task. At least she didn't have to jog during it. But she had a very supportive partner when she did have to jog. And then I think we got like a Brian military clip for like a minute during the roadblock there, and that's probably why there wasn't a whole lot to talk about. Yeah, um, I think Brian and Cynthia are going to last a lot longer than we expected them to originally pre-season, because they just keep getting the... We're military, didn't you know that? Military, military, military. <laughs> Is that like Beetlejuice? Like, if they say military three times, suddenly they're going to have, like, the whole camouflage outfit on. And once they get to the memorial, they find it's an active route which is take selfies featuring both team members in front of five specific murals hidden within a ten-block radius to get the next clue. And this task gives us some potentially all-time great quotes. This was a big troll on the part of producers, because they know how much the American audience hated the selfies in season 26, to the point that they removed them after episode 4 almost entirely. And then here, Amazing Race Canada just has a task that's just about selfies. But yeah, we have Nick saying, I'm 35, I don't think I've ever taken a selfie. And possibly my favourite Amazing Race Canada quote ever. Taking a selfie is very difficult for Cynthia and I, because as police officers, we've not been trained in it. Oh, Brian, you're going to be the king of unintentional humour, I suspect. And, of course, Dijon and Leilani argue, and Brian and Cynthia have no idea. 
Because they're old. And um, the editor was a bit weird in this task as well. It's very scattered. Yeah, there was like three or four different confessionals that were all from leg one. They were all from the Toronto pit stop, definitely. Sabrina's one about jogging. Uh, Gina and Jesse's legwork one was. There was another one as well that I forgot to write down. There was about three or four that you could see the sort of location they were doing the Toronto um, confessionals in. Because it looked like some sort of fort. So it was just lazy editing. Yeah, they were just deliberately pulling it. They couldn't have just put the audio in and, you know, gotten away with it. They actually decided to put the video in as well and, you know, make it very obvious. So I guess that means, like with the viewers, a lot of them think, oh, Sabrina just keeps bringing up on how she's terrible at jogging, but really she's only mentioned it once. And after two legs, I think Nick and Sabrina might be a lot smarter team than we gave them credit for. Because they find a loophole in the task where they can take a uh, cab. I thought at first they were, they were going to get a penalty for it, but if it, there was nothing against it in the route info, then by all means, take a taxi and travel around. What they should have done is use Nick and Matt's taxi driver because he was hilarious. I thought they were going to get a penalty as well, and I was pleasantly surprised when they didn't. Because you know John loves giving up penalties. And what was the deal with so many dogs being in this episode? There was a lot of them. Maybe it's a memory challenge. Or maybe just like Chile, they have a lot of dogs over there wandering around. You never know. On that note, I would love to see a, a memory challenge that just gave you 12 different dogs and you had to order them. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Identify them by breed. You should remember met in Chile. That would be so unbelievably unruly and, you know, hilarious. And once they complete that task, they have to complete another active info, which is to take part in volunteerism helping to paint a mural and presenting the community centre that they're sent to with art suppliers to receive their next clue. And this task really isn't that interesting. Yeah, it's all, oh, it's emotional to get to help out the community, but yeah, whatever. Pretty much gives Susan... I feel bad for Susan Sharnjeet because their edit for this round essentially makes them out to be Jean and Sylvia 2.0, with Jean and Sylvia, of course, being the first team out from Amazing Race 3, who they were labelled the soccer moms and the whole premiere was just them talking about how much they miss their kids and they really got no other airtime. and the same thing happens to susan and sharanjeet here where it's just them talking about their kids they didn't get a particularly overwhelming edit either no for alpha females this was very very subdued and the and with the task being sponsored at all it just felt a bit uncomfortable that they were almost using susan and sharanjeet as a vehicle that the sponsor somehow brings families closer together. Yeah, it, well we noticed this last week with Max and Elias as well. They were really under-edited last week, and Susan and Sean were really under-edited this week. So maybe that's the sign we're looking for. Normally it's when they get a massive edit in an episode they're going home, but maybe it's if they get no edit whatsoever. And once teams complete that task, they get a surprise, which is a surprise that I called last week, can I just point out. Yes. Yes, with the Express Pass. The choice between going straight to the detour or going for the double Express Pass. Which is a detour in of itself. And I said last week, ooh, it looks like the double Express Pass is not going to be the leg prize. And what do you know? I was right. So, you know, gloat, 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 gloat. Because I knew it didn't look like Monty was standing next to the uh, people handing out the double Express Pass. So, for the Double Express Pass, teams must make their way to the Paseo Bella Vista and be the first team to find the Quaker Dancers, to find the Express Passes, 
The first team to step in the Mount's area will win the double express pass. Everyone else gets nothing. The, the, the box of yellow tape. <laughs> yellow and red tape. <laughs> oh, that was done up in about ten seconds. Well, you know why they did that. It's purely to stop them interfering with the dance. Because you can imagine, like, three different teams just running down trying to pickpocket them, basically, for the double express pass. Tackle the dancers for the express pass? Giving my express pass. Not good. That did sound a bit Rupert Bone. At least Nick and Matt uh, weren't allowed to tackle them. That would have just been brutal. It would have been like a spear and a pile driver and who knows what else they would pull out. Clothesline. Clothesline. <laughs> and whilst Nick and Matt and Brian and Cynthia both went for the double express pass, it was Hamilton and Michaela who won it. Did I call that? Uh, I believe you both did, actually. I believe you both said that uh, Hamilton and Michaela would win the double express pass because you both got a bonus point this week for it. I feel proud of myself on that. And the detour is actually a very good one. Motion or emotion. In motion, teams must head to the Plaza de Armos from uh, Amazing Race 26 and join a Rapa Nui dance group to perform a traditional dance. Once the group leader is happy with their performance, they receive their next clue. And in emotion, teams must head to Chile's National Library and learn two verses of a poem by Gabriela Mistral in Spanish. Once they've learned it, they must perform it for a group to receive their next clue. Caution, task that Nick and Sabrina are going to be very good at ahead. And then after Hamilton and Michaela arrive in the Plaza de Armas, they use the express pass immediately. Yeah, I don't agree with that at all. Why would they... Because that's the detour, so they can always choose another pass. Yeah, assuming that the rules are the same, I know they've got to hand out the other express pass by the end of leg four, but assuming they can use it up to the end of leg eight... Why do you use it now? Why do you not just at least attempt the other side of the task, especially if you're as well-travelled as Hamilton and Michaela? Because as they pointed out this week, 13 countries they've been round Europe backpacking. As you can see in the flag in his back. Yeah, they can probably have a decent attempt at Spanish. And they probably aren't going to be in last because they had quite a good lead. So I don't understand why they use it on a task where, you know, you have the option of the other task and also you could potentially not do terribly and have an advantage. Because all they're doing now is they're going to wait until leg four, find out who has the worst average and then pawn it off on them. Or find out what team is in last and has no hope and then give it to them and try and get them eliminated with it. Because they're giving another team an advantage now. This is the quickest use for somebody to... I know, like, with Caroline Jennifer, they used their express pass as soon as somebody else gave it to them. But this is the first case where a team won the express pass and then just used it as soon as they possibly could. I mean, maybe they did it because they thought there might be a U-turn coming up and they'll be seen as a target. But at least be honest about that and not just say, oh, no, we just don't want to do this task. Also... Brian looked wonderful in his costume, slash ridiculous. I think they all did, really. I don't think there was anybody who didn't uh, look ridiculous. Brian and Neil were my favourites. <laughs> oh, that's a visual that's not going to get out of my my uh, mind for a while. The finishing pose for the dances were highly questionable, might I add. That was awkward for a few of the times, especially when they do the close-up of Matt's finishing pose. I don't think the local dancer approved of that shot being used in the show. <laughs> oh, that was so inappropriate. And Gino and Jesse, being the pussies that they are, switch from emotion to motion, 
and decide, nah, let's not get a taxi, let's just run. <laughs> Put it this way, if they're more like leg two than leg one, they are going out very soon, and I can happily put them very low in my power rankings this week. They just wanted to burn the calories, like, uh, maybe they had, a, they actually had a Fitbit uh, watch on and wanted to see how many calories they could burn by <laughs> running all the way across Santiago. I did have in my notes Will, Dujon, and Leilani five-hole, but they really didn't. They actually got out in and out of there pretty quickly. With yeah. no fighting. With well. no fighting, which, you know, is definitely going to last, guys. And Brian and Cynthia leave motion in second place with Nick, Nick and Matt in third, Dana and Amanda in fourth, Nick and Sabrina leaving in motion in fifth, Dujon and Leilani in sixth, Neil and Kristen in seventh, Brent and Sean, Simi and Opie both are leaving at the same time in eighth, and Gino and Jesse, the worst, leaving motion in tenth. But they decide to run to the pit stop as well, because you know it's only a couple of blocks that way. And then Susan and Sean leave motion in last, uh, and they're on the way to the pit stop, which is Sarah and Cristobal. The last team's checking here may be eliminated. Brian and Cynthia couldn't really shake Nick and Matt the whole leg. Like, we already had the cargo incident from the cargo net incident from the first round, and then Nick and Matt are still trailing them uh, all of this round. It's a good thing that Brian and Cynthia, though, got to do the detour separate from Nick and Matt, because if they all, all had a dance together, um, I, I don't think the clip could have been shown on TV. I love how you keep calling it an incident. <laughs> <laughs> it could be one of the more inappropriate things, but you know, it's just a sight gag, guys. Well, it just reminds me of like the scene from uh, Wrongfully Accused, the Leslie Nielsen film, where he like is hanging on to the to the ledge trying to escape police, and then he goes to like across an open window, and there's a a woman standing in the window, and then he has to grab onto the woman to try and get by. So it's just that type of sense of humor where I'm thinking, geez, a, a clip like this in The Amazing Race reminds me of how Leslie Nielsen would do his own version of The Amazing Race. It was just so awkward. The Amazing Embrace. So, because they use their Express Pass, Hamilton and Michaela come in first, and they win premium economy flights to Delhi! Which was already spoiled to be a location no further along <laughs> in the season, so it was pretty much an FU reward. And six months of free petrol again. But yeah, it's understandable why Hamilton, I like with Hamilton and Michaela, they really should have hung on to their express pass and try the poem task. But I mean, if it was going to be that difficult, then maybe they shouldn't have tried it at all. But with the dancing task, it's completely understandable why Hamilton didn't want to do it. Because along with the same anthropology course I took where I had to see Ricky Lake uh, experiencing a water birth, uh, I also had to watch a documentary on uh, transgendered people, or rather transgendered people from uh, from female to male, and the whole process that they go through in the surgery there, it's pretty understandable why you wouldn't want to be in an outfit like that. Oh yeah, I completely understand and sympathize with that, but just try the other task, it's a detour. They probably weren't that far away if the worst could actually run between them. It's worth in a detour at least attempting the other task before going, you know what, no, we can't do this. In second place was Brian and Cynthia, in third was Nick and Matt, and then Dana and Amanda get dropped off at the bottom of the hill which is really nice for them, two and a half kilometres away from the pit stop, and they get passed by three teams. That was a really Kelly and Christie moment, because uh, in the Amazing Race 13, there was a time where Kelly and Christie were, drove to the bottom of the volcano in New Zealand, and they ran all the way up as a ton of teams passed them to the Maori roadblock. And then we have a similar situation here, where Dane and Amanda are dropped off at the bottom of the hill, and then they run five or six kilometres to the 
garden at the top. I nearly get eliminated because of it. At least with Kelly and Christie, there's still a ton of time left, and teams like Marisa and Brooke, I think, were eight kajillion hours behind everybody else, so it didn't really matter. But here with Dana and Amanda, they almost go home because of it. Uh, yeah, so fourth was Nick and Sabrina, fifth was Dijon and Leilani, sixth was Neil and Kristen, and then Dana and Amanda finally got there in seventh. Uh, Brent and Sean were eighth, Simi and Opie were ninth, Gino and Jesse uh, were tenth. Why couldn't it have been one place less? And Susan and Sean got eliminated. Is this the first time where a team played in two or more legs and ended up with an, with an average of 11.0? I believe it is. That's sad. So Susan and Shardit have a very crazy record after, you know, 50-plus seasons or so of Amazing Race internationally. This is number 60, actually. Number 60. So, the, yeah, that's probably like 600 teams or so, and they're like absolute bottom for teams to play in two or more rounds. That's that's a record. you got you really got to give it up to them. 646 teams, to be precise. Glad we got a number. Yeah, I only know because i got it on the screen at the moment. And officially, Max and Elias have the worst average of any of the 646 teams. Now what about the team that's like 14th place in Amazing Race Israel? Come on now. Their average is technically 7 each, because there was only 7 in each. Yeah, they did the old treasure hunters trick. I gotta say, though, the main highlight for me this episode is probably uh, Dujon and Leilani uh, fighting during the selfie task, with Dujon selfieing all over himself, and then Leilani... Uh, just telling him to to uh, to shut up and don't tell me to pick it up. <laughs> and then Dushan referring to Leilani as the clue snatcher. So so now she's even got a nick new nickname within the team. Exactly. So next time Argentina, yay! And tango football and another night like. What I noticed with this episode too is that it's not even Argentina. And yet the Argentina music from the Amazing Race 5 was used during this Chile leg. So for next round, they have to find a new uh, soundtrack to use. Maybe they'll use uh, a soundtrack that uh, started in the Chile leg in one of the American seasons, just to confuse the viewer. Well, the the reason that they are going to Argentina is because, as far as I know, they had to transfer in Buenos Aires anyway, when they flew to Santiago. So in order to, you know, send them back anyway, they might as well go to Buenos Aires as well. And there was another hint that they'd be going to Argentina this round, because the community center where they did the whole painting task for this round was called Recoleta, so, which was a reference to the Recoleta Cemetery, also from Amazing Race 5. So if you're paying really close attention you would pick up on these really obscure references that people wouldn't make you think that you are too obsessive about the Amazing Race. And also appeared uh, in uh, Amazing Race Australia versus New Zealand's visit to Buenos Aires as well, at the end of the non-tango detail. I feel like we're on the verge of a conspiracy theory, but I don't know what that theory would be. They just love Rockulata. What annoyed me about Gino and Jesse the most this round is that they blamed it on bad luck that they were in 10th place. I think the only, I think the Volta Mussolini's can only blame themselves for trying the poem task and then switching back to the other detour and then trying to run halfway across the city. Yeah, they had a terrible leg, but they lived up to everything I predicted they would pre-season. And did we learn anything about why Susan Sharnjeet were so far behind everybody else's leg? Because it didn't seem like they did anything terrible according to the limited footage we saw. Well, they started 14 minutes behind. I actually forgot to mention that we... A big, big, big positive for CCV this season... 
Thank you for giving me start times. Mm -hmm. I love you unconditionally for giving me the start times. Because Gina and Jesse were actually reasonably far ahead at the start of the leg. Yeah, like two over two hours ahead, ten of the other 11 teams, and then everyone else was within an hour of each other. They were 79 minutes ahead of Nick and Sabrina, which is a decent lead. Arguably, they were on the same flight, so, you know, all that got down to zero, but it's their own damn fault. Because Susan and John were 14 minutes behind Neil and Kristen, who were five minutes behind Brian and Cindy. And has there been 11 teams on the same flight before? Because I don't think that's happened either. No, I don't think it's happened either. Dang Air Canada and their limited flights. Yeah, I, I suspect that might be changing next year from what I've heard. Really? Yeah, have you not heard the stuff with Air Canada? No, I have not. Their contract is only three years. Oh, so we're probably going to get WestJet next season or no airplane sponsor. It's entirely possible that this could be the last season of Air Canada prizes and sponsorship, but I won't be surprised if Travelocity actually pick it up. Hmm. That would be sweet. But I suspect we'll have a lot more variance in actually what flights we get next season and also what countries we go to. Yeah, they won't even need a gnome. They can just use Nick or Matt. Uh, Nick probably looks more like more like the Travelocity Roaming gnome. Yeah, just put sunglasses or a fruit hat on him and suddenly you have the Travelocity Roaming Nick. Just don't have him near a cargo net. Or at least near Cynthia on a cargo net. It is entirely possible that we could have some massive variance in the flights next season. And I hope there's more variance in the tasks because this round, the detour was essentially memorize this or memorize that. So either you memorize the dance or you memorize the poem. I think I think the whole memorization thing is just getting way too extreme. Maybe they're just taunting them and there won't be a memory challenge. That could be it. And the most hilarious thing of all is that Jamie and Pierre t- from Amazing Race Canada won did tweet Susan Sharnjeet on Twitter, dishing out some sim- sympathetic love for them for being second out. And ultimately, much like Jamie and Pierre, they're probably not going to be remembered too well within uh, about a couple months from now. So a little bit of a pool update. Eamon somehow is soared into the lead with 16 points. Michelle's on 14, and Logan and I are both on 7. You guys I got most up. of the order, right? Yeah, it's not most of the order that counts. It's where, your eliminated te- or where the eliminated team places on your list. And you had them third, I believe. But it was your bonus point from Hamilton and Michaela winning the double express pass that kept you away from the Michael Harmstone Memorial uh, last place. Any guesses on who Hamilton and Michaela give their express pass to for next week? They won't be giving it out until like four. Yeah, I think they'll just give it to Dana and Amanda. That's all. For no reason at all. <laughs> I should use that. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're not going to hand it out next week. If they don't hand it out next week, then the the bonus questions for week four, in addition to being who who wins the leg, is going to be who do Hamilton and Michaela give the double express pass to? Brian and Cynthia? I wouldn't be surprised with the Brian and Cynthia. It's not going to be any team that has shown strength, because that is not the tactic. Seems like Brian and Cynthia are playing a very parental role out of all the teams in this race. Let's be honest, we're not going to see it until next week, and I suspect, well, we won't be seeing the double battle next week either, because they would have hyped it up, so double battle's probably week four as well. Yeah, they're really holding out on, on that, eh? Yeah, I, I did think it would be Argentina, but I'm not surprised. What they'll probably do is bung them all back on the same flight to the West Coast, I believe it is, although I'm not sure exactly where they're going. Um... And then surprise them with the double battle. Sorry, face off. In other words, they want to keep the Canadian legs exciting after the real race is done for the little bit here. Yeah, well, if you remember when they came back from Asia last season, we had the the first speed bump, we had the which way's downstream, we had the biathlon task. Actually, reasonably interesting ideas in the 
first Canadian leg back. I should note that it wasn't actually me podcasting for the past 45 minutes. It was actually my body double. All right. My voice double, I should say. Yeah, I was going to say your body double probably won't sound much like you, Logan. Okay, so who's going to be eliminated next week? Any prediction? I honestly thought that we were going to get a non-elimination next week, but I'm not sure anymore. I've already done my pool predictions, and I think Simeon Opie are last on my list, but I'm toying with swapping them with Neil and Kristen, because mm. I'm just not sure whether Neil and Kristen are going to survive. We need small characters to go next round, because between losing Malias in the first round, who I expected to be really good characters to have, probably the best of the season, go out first, and then Susan, Sharanjit, who were the other team we had high expectations for... Those are two pretty big uh, early hits for uh, for the cast to take after only two episodes. I'm sure producers were nervous about that as well. There's only so many inspirational father-daughter teams that you can have in there all at once and then have only so many military-type teams that you really need one of them to go. Cause you don't, you can, otherwise, you're just going to reuse the same mo- quotes of motivation over and over again. Everyone's just going to have the same story. I think, honestly, it'll be one of the father-daughter teams going next week. I could see Neil and Kristen going. Yeah, because it did look like Neil was struggling a bit with the blind football task. Blind football? But he was in the... Oh, that football. That's what you yeah, meant. Real, real football. football. Yeah, real football. Okay. <laughs> real football, not Canadian football or American football. Only that caught on in Argentina with the all-AFL. So anything else to add before we sign off? One very important fact. Next week is a double Yak and Cass birthday. What? I have not forgotten that it's your birthday next Thursday, Logan. What? And it's also Michelle's on uh, Tuesday. What? What? Yeah. So it's a double Yak and Cass birthday week next week. Tyler Dank's mother is going to be very excited. And fun fact, I am going to be working on something again this year because, you know, I love the fact that the first thing you woke up to last year was uh, Logan's birthday. So I might have to do another photo shot this year, I'm not sure yet. So, thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back next week for another Amazing Race podcast. If you enjoyed the show, and if you didn't, please give us a like on YouTube. And if you want to see what we're rambling about this week, our Twitters are in the description below. You can also catch everything that we've done, with the exception of the past couple of episodes, because iTunes are being stupid, on our iTunes feed. And that includes the interview that Logan and I did with Mike and Michelle from Razor Race 26. Thank you again. Hashtag 250, hashtag Ginger Ninja, hashtag Super Kuwaki. Peace. Peace out. Eat out. Bye-bye.